Welcome, Oncers. You have discovered the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff and Colleen Roney. Welcome, everyone. Hello, hello. This is the First Thoughts episode for the episode entitled Mother. Mm-hmm. This is episode number 280. Can you believe it? Yeah, I was just thinking about that. 280 episodes. It's kind yes. of a lot. And the show notes for this episode of the podcast can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 280. There were some high points in this episode and some not so high points, and I will be discussing them I still enjoyed it a lot, though. Yes. There were really great moments. Really great moments in this episode. There were some things I wish went further. Mm -hmm. And specifically, I agree with Lily at one point. Mm -hmm. But it went a different way a couple of times. And so let's go ahead and dive in. It was nice to see Henry, Mm -hmm. Regina's father, again. Mm -hmm. It's been a long time. That is true. And it was nice to see him again. And little did we know there would be a lot of surprise returns <laughs> from the from the past, the great beyond. Yeah. And we see Regina jump into another wedding, stop her carriage and get involved in another wedding. Mm-hmm. And we see her back to her heart, crunching, crushing ways mm-hmm. to really go against the idea where Henry said that she was weak, her father. Yeah. And she proved that she was not weak. So, And that was a a theme throughout the episode, strong and weak. Absolutely. And sometimes what is perceived to be strong is actually not strength, by the way. It takes more strength to do the opposite in a lot of cases. And we've definitely seen that back and forth in this show, is what is strength, what is weakness, love, and and that kind of a thing. Sure. But... It was interesting. Her father, a number of times, had tried to reason with her. Yeah, kind of, and and be ex- that sage wisdom. Try to bearer, Yeah, it, it didn't work too well. No, so. no, no. He unfortunately was not good at that. So she enforced her strength with fear, mm-hmm. crushing the heart of one of the people at this wedding. This. Yeah roadside wedding Mm -hmm. and then she made her father get his own way home yeah so that was actually very childish frankly (coughs) yeah but that's the way it happened and then we see cora return Mm -hmm. and throughout this episode we did see a number of mothers sure and children and the discussion of that, and we'll we'll get deeper into that as we get... Oh, yeah, the title was aptly given to mm-hmm. this episode, and in time and as well for next week's Mother's Day. But it was more than just what we thought. It wasn't just about their mothers, it was about some of them being mothers or not being mothers. I wish that this episode would have played next week. It would have fit better. But Eh, anyway, we got it early. Mm -hmm. So then we have the discussion in the bar with Robin and Regina. Oh, yeah. 
mm-hmm. kind of the diffusing after the reveal of mm-hmm. and it was very interesting it was one of the little script teases that adam tweeted out where regina said so and robin said yeah <laughs> and that's really the encapsulation of the entire episode <laughs> like, yeah uh, so yeah. the it was very interesting how she Regina would go to her ways of we'll just get a forgetting spell we'll you know Roland will take him to before Zelina even showed up and she he won't remember a thing so she already had a plan right and as we see later in the episode we see her full plan but it's very interesting to listen to Regina work things out she has a lot of options she does. And they did discuss the, the whole idea that uh, they were going to give uh, Roland the forgetting potion. Mm-hmm. And Ro- Who was noticeably absent from this episode? Tell me. Henry. Yeah, Henry. Talking a lot about kids. Talking a lot about being mothers and mothers and what that meant and... Henry was noticeably absent. Mm-hmm. Just pointed that out. The it was really they were discussing things, and Regina said, even Robin said, "Well, you said it was okay," and she said, "Look, I understand it, but seeing it is completely different." I, I well, yeah, it's one so. thing to say, you know what, you should move on, and then to actually like see that that's exactly what happened, and worse. With her own sister who had tried to kill her and everybody else and all kinds of things. Yeah. It's pretty sucky, actually. Well, and the other thing, too, is that he, Robin, was really wrestling with this whole thing. He says, Zelina, he says, I want to, uh, but I can't. Mm -hmm. And so he's still wrestling with this whole nobility and what's right and what's wrong even in this changing situation yeah being a dad is important and he loves his son and having another child with Zelina even if it is Zelina it's you know he loves his kid kid's not even born yet and again we're assuming she's actually pregnant right they still haven't actually confirmed by like a doctor that yeah she's definitely pregnant well, and we're going to skip around because it's our first thoughts. And it was interesting later on. She said, we'll see you at the first. Um, at, we see you at the first ultrasound. Right. Or at the next ultrasound or whatever. It was. First, the first, the first yeah. one. Yeah. So, so the, this episode had a lot of really interesting groups of people that you would never think would be together in a million years. It was really fascinating. Yeah. To see the mixing it up because we've been so used to the villains are in this cabin with gold let's say mm-hmm. and the heroes are over at at the charmings. mary margaret's you know at charming's house right mm-hmm. and so this is the good guy's castle and the bad guy's castle yeah. and, and all this kind of thing it really got mixed up this time for sure yeah it did and i loved hook in this episode yeah we have not seen Hook much. We've seen little bits and pieces, but he really kind of really took a big step in this episode. And he 
he did the old come into Granny's and kind of slid in next to the office well, and kind of bumped him over. him over. Yeah, he was not graceful about it mm. at all. <laughs> he was like, uh, "Move." <laughs> and he called Gold because he knew the whole story. He goes, "Emma's coming back." Yep. To get her happy ending, you lost. Yep. And he goes, "You're a toothless old dog." Yeah. You have nothing. Yeah. So you lost. Yeah. And um, Gold started having more of this heart problem trouble. And so that kind of went on. Mm-hmm. But Holt said, Gold said something interesting. He said, the author said, well, is there a loophole? And Gold says, there always is. So that's that's where he was He's always brilliant looking. at fighting, finding them. And he was right, too, because wasn't that in reference to getting the Savior's darkness, mm-hmm. bl- the blood that has the darkness? And, and, and that, there was a loophole. And sure yeah. enough, there really was. It does fit, though, because emotion is part of magic and mm-hmm. therefore... Because when Regina was talking to Lily, she said... Well, we've really got the we've really got you stirred up, mm-hmm. and so that's when she knew that she could take some of uh, the blood for the ink. Yep, and and the the blood and the ink. That was a new rule that we had just found. The ink only works if there's villains blood, the savior's blood, because she's the key to the happy endings. But that's a that's an old story. Kind of thing with witches sure it is. and, and, and by the way, because they got Lily's blood, what does that do to the stories? Well, and that was one of my questions too. How how is it going to change things? Well, clearly now that we know what's happening, what's coming, the new book, right? So, a little funny thing you probably didn't know this, but there's this wives' tale that has been passed around that that each member of the the band kiss took some of their blood and put it in the red ink for their their um comic book huh so anyway okay weird ink and blood Uh, there you go that's what i came up with yeah all right so we find that cora found her way out of wonderland with the help of the rabbit which we have seen in the Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. I think he made an appearance at least once in Once Upon a Time, I think. Um, I could be recall. wrong. Can't I have recall. been wrong many no, times. No, he I popped up in Storybook twice in okay. Wonderland, but right. he has not come to Once Upon a Time. Cora said that she came to apologize. I didn't buy that for two seconds. No. Even when she kept talking and said, I made a terrible mistake with no. you. Regina. No. And then she told the story. Well, she may have meant it at first because she started to kind of fill in all the details. I ran into this wingless fairy. Regina said, Tinkerbell. Yeah. And I was trying to find your love. Yeah. And as things turned out, she found a more, for her, suitable suitor. Right. Which was the sheriff of Nottingham. Right. That rat fink. Right. And so she... Skeezy sheriff. She tricked Regina the way Regina tried to trick Gold with kind of making up 
this thing because remember she did that copy of the doorway page, yeah. page. and so Cora did kind of the same thing she put the lion tattoo and it was really interesting how Regina did this little kind of check of him and I guess the lion tattoo came to life because it really wasn't that was sort of interesting well yeah that was so. kind of a cool funny weird thing we didn't talk at all about the whole meeting Lily for the first time, Maleficent meeting Lily for the first time. Well, let's talk about that then. I may have written it down, but okay. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of, I mean, it was interesting to watch. It almost felt like being at the airport. Yeah. You know, yeah, waiting for your yeah. loved one to come off the plane and mm-hmm. everybody else is getting their loved ones and you're standing there, you're standing there, and the anticipation. And then she comes out and Maleficent's face was just. You know, she just took one look at her and was so excited to see her and so happy to see her and just filled with absolute just sheer love for her daughter. And, you know, Lily was kind of like, yeah, whatever, lady. It was really kind of sad. I felt really bad because here, you know, Emma and then Emma sidestepping mom, giving everybody else hugs. And I was like, dang it, Emma, come on. Yeah. Get with the program here. Yeah, I really... You've been a brat long enough. Knock it off. I really had the whole looking away from mom and and that kind of thing and not acknowledging her and not talking to her really had got to my last nerve this episode. Yeah. And I just went, okay, I'm really tired of this. The... I, I do want to talk about this because... When later on, when Maleficent and I'll, I'll come back to this, but when Maleficent started talking to Snow, mm-hmm. I said, "You know what? They have a lot in common." Yeah, they do. They really do. Yeah. Now, I, I'm not justifying what Snow and Charming did. No, but to Lily. But what I am saying is that these are two moms mm-hmm. that have been separated from their children for, for a long, yeah. long time. Yeah. They've missed first steps first word all first these different things right yeah. and so now they're really in a very similar spot now snow has gone through these sort of things before the feeling disconnected and how do i start what do i right. say what what do we do you're an adult i i don't know how to really react to that yeah and it was really neat that they had time to talk and we'll talk kind of more about that but it was interesting to see maleficent like you said meet her adult daughter for the first Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. and it reminded me of snow and emma yeah especially when emma really kind of accepted that whole idea that snow was her mom and the hug and, and all that and there was more love coming from the mom in from the child yeah she's like you know lily kind of didn't know what to do and it was really interesting and it it brings up the whole idea of when there's two people especially a mother and a child that have been separated however whether it's adoption or something and it you never quite know what's going to happen when they're reconnected you just don't and it could be a really good thing and it could be a really bad thing. But it was really, it was heartbreaking to see Maleficent really wanting to be a mom. Mm-hmm. But it's hard. It's hard for moms to be a mom to an adult child because they revert back to that whole 
two-year-old, five-year-old, I'm your mother. And we've heard that a lot in this show. Yeah. You yeah. know, snap the whip, and I'm your mother, and I'm going to tell you what to do. Yeah. And Emma, I, I, so? I No, I, I'm my own person now. Yeah. It's really, it, it's an interesting study. Yes. And so that was, that was really, anyway, that was something to see. But we did see the... We did see Henry at that point. Henry said hello to mom, but that was the only time we okay. saw him. We didn't see anything else of him the whole entire episode. And I was kind of waiting for Regina to have had a conversation with him about what was going on. But anyway. So they quickly dispensed with Zelina and they took her down to the loony bin place. <laughs> Where she kept Belle. Underground. Mm-hmm. And who else? Padded cell. Oh, Nurse Ratchet and... Uh, well, no, no, no. Who else was held down there? Well, Sydney Glass is yeah, down there. right. And so we did see Nurse Ratchet, and we saw the long-haired uh, janitor, Indian-looking fellow down there yeah. from One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. That yeah. kind of harkens to that. The homage, yeah. And so, yeah, Regina, just, you know, welcome to your new digs. Here you go, in there. And yeah. she said, Dr. Whale's upstairs. <laughs> You know, she's named off all these different, yeah. He's the best in, you know, prenatal care kind of a thing. So, yeah, awesome. she quickly, when they came back, they were just, you know, okay, I'm I'm in charge now. And then she and, sealed her in. Yeah. So there was no way she was getting out. What's interesting is that Zelina doesn't have any more magic, apparently. The pendant is, the one she has now is not the same as her pendant and her pendant had that had the magic don't know where that is right now now i'm not going to read the email right now but we did get an email and we'll deal with it during the main show for this episode mother whenever that comes out (laughs) and marilyn longtime listener of the show she pointed out that zelina had her pen she lost her pendant yeah and the pendant had the power for Zelina. Right, had the power. So I don't know if the little six-leafed clover thing gave her certain powers, but not all powers. It seems powers. like it's limited. Yeah, seems like it's very limited, and it doesn't because otherwise she should have been able to just you know fend off Regina and right. get her way out of whatever. So so perhaps there is some type of limiting to that, but yeah. Like I said, we, we'll discuss that more in depth. But anyway, I thought of that. We were just talking about that. Yep. So she is locked in there. Rumple's fading away. And what's interesting is Regina's there and she's talking to him. And she said, the dark one can't die. Not like this. Are yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. This, there's no way. And we see that Rumpel's heart is almost completely black now. Yeah. I mean, you have to look really hard to see the little red. little faint red, little beating thing going on there. So, yeah. And it was funny because he said, no, the Dark One can't die. But Rumpelstiltskin can. Yeah. Which is interesting because it almost feels like then it's two separate people and that Rumpelstiltskin is in the forefront as much as he is allowed until the heart is completely black and then the dark one will just take over and then it'll it'll look like Rumpelstiltskin but it won't be Rumpelstiltskin. When Rumpelstiltskin was talking to her, he was trying to kind of goad her about, well, what are you going to do? I mean, you're the evil queen. And she said, when I get my happy ending, I'll be happy. 
Yeah. And I won't I care. Yeah. What's going on with you? What's going on with you? It, that won't matter to me at all. Yeah. But I loved her exit. One, probably one of my favorite exits of all when she said goodbye, dearie. Yep. Took the quill and left. Yep. And probably the ink bottle too. Well, yeah, she's a, no, no, the I'll figured was, out. I figured out the the ink. The author. I'll figure out the ink. The author yeah. had the um, had. Oh yeah, the she ink. took the author yeah, by the she, hand. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, she wasn't leaving without the author. Yep. And there may be. I mean, talking about the blood and the ink together is. I mean, when you know, at one point he even said the pen is mightier than well right. everything, and at that point in time. When you think about what is the real saying, it's the pen is mightier than the sword. What do swords typically do? Do they draw blood? Mm-hmm. True. Pens draw other things. So blood and ink, it kind of makes sense to have them mixed together. It's just a random weird little rule that we didn't know about. There's a lot of mentions of hearts in this mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. And Cora was talking to Sheriff of Nottingham and she was explaining my daughter has her heart set on. Yeah. The man with the lion tattoo. Yep. Well, that sounds like a movie, doesn't it? Yeah. A dragon tattoo. Anyway. No. And that's a girl with a dragon tattoo, but anyway. Right. So the sheriff of Nottingham said, I'll help you find Robin for price, which is very stillskin esque Oh, yeah. So the, the author had a really interesting conversation with the evil queen. He said that the evil queen was the author's favorite. Yeah. And he said... She always got messed around. Just yeah, he goes, of all the characters I've written, you seem to have gotten the worst of it. Yeah. You get the worst luck. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, but again, you kind of wrote some of that stuff. You weren't just recording things. You were writing ah, things. That's it. Okay. So when he mentioned he was doing experimental writing and that's where that page was, I bet you that was for the Heroes and Villains book. Quite possibly, yeah. That would make sense. That, that would the, totally make sense. The villain would get her happy ending. Sure. And I may be jumping to the end, but I want to ask this question is, will this new book that the author is writing mm-hmm. fix Rumpelstiltskin's heart? Or does the dark one on the whole dagger thing still affect him in this new book? That's I think the, what we're going to find, I think we have to we have to have a villain for next season. Right. Zelina is not going to be much of a threat. She won't be a threat villain wise. She'll just be a, you know, a hindrance to the happy ending. And not even that. She'll just be a hindrance in life. So if that's the case, then Rumpelstiltskin may be our, our really big bad next. Because if Rumpelstiltskin himself actually dies and is just the dark one left, that won't be very good for anybody. Because yeah. he'll have unlimited, and he's got control of the dagger, so he's got total control. He doesn't need to be separated from the dagger. He, and then maybe that's how they'll end the whole series. Is he gets there's a new dark one? I don't know. I really love the discussion that Maleficent and Lily had at Granny's. Yeah, it was an interesting discussion. Very interesting. Lily said, "Are, are we going to let the Charmings get away with this? How are we going to get them back? We have to get revenge." And Maleficent was really reveling in the fact that she finally found her daughter and was with her daughter. Yeah. Which was, to me, a motherly moment. Oh, Where she said, let's just enjoy life now. We're together. Let's leave that revenge behind. We can be happy in the future or angry about the past. Wow. 
great, great words of wisdom. And then Lily just turned on her and said, no, 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 not doing this. Nope. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Run away again. She had an interesting parting shot. This is, I don't need rooming advice from Annie Hall. So there's Ooh, that. Ooh, yeah. So. Which totally was not. But anyway. So Lily, to me, is like Regina. Really focused on revenge. Nothing yeah. else. Yeah. Just that's what was yeah. driving her. Yeah. So then Maleficent went to the last group of people that you would think that she would ever go to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the charmings mm-hmm. one of the queens of darkness yep. which a little side note we went to disneyland pretty quickly today and the queens of darkness once upon a time poster that's on the side of one of the studio buildings quote unquote in california adventure is gone yeah and it's been replaced with the old once upon a time picture with Regina's, Regina looking over the apple. Regina's eyes, yeah. So that's I think that's fairly telling. And sure. then also there's a poster once upon a time which is Regina looking over the apple. Yeah. So it's almost like the Queens of Darkness is over. Well, yeah, because they're going to resolve it this season. Yeah, right. So it was like I said. That's when I started to really see the connection between Maleficent and Mary Margaret and their their whole discussion. I was like. This makes total sense. That was a really good way to see Maleficent. We've seen her in all different, you know, states of mind. We've seen her when she's been so drug addled that she's like a, you know, aging rock star kind of a thing. We've seen her when she's very in control and vengeful. We've seen her when she's very calm, cool, and collect, trying to be chatty and chummy with Regina, you know, when Regina first went to her in season one. And we've seen her now just heartbroken as a, you know, a mother, as a, you know, human being with with very strong feelings that have been really hurt by her own daughter. I mean that's just we've seen her at at her high and her low. So I mean it was it was it was a quite fascinating uh, scene. Then we we briefly mentioned the discussion that Regina and Lily had at the bus stop. Mm-hmm. Another bus stop. This, this yeah. is the bus stop half season here. It is, and I love the fact that Regina said, you know, our bus service is really spotty at best. Yeah, <laughs> and the bus stop was right in front of. Uh, Dark Star Pharmacy, yes, yes which yeah. is owned by Sleep, no, uh, Sleepy, Sneezy, Sneezy, and Mister Clark. Well, okay, Sneezy yeah, is Mister Clark, correct? So we haven't seen that in a long time. Yep. And actually, back to the whole conversation with the Charmings, one of the things I recall was that you know when they thought she was going to kill them. And then when they realized she just wanted to talk, I love that they invited her in and they sat down and David kind of told her, you know, we went through the exact same thing with Emma. It was very, Mm -hmm. very interesting to exchange parenting tips, you know, about a grown child who they'd been separated from. Like you said, it was was quite interesting, the parallels. And of all the people in town, they were the perfect people to talk to her because they understood exactly how she felt. And I, that's, I just wanted to bring that up because David was really, you know, uh, quick to say, look, Emma's walls were up when we first met her and it was really tough to bring them down. And, um, 
You know, I, I, that was a really, it was a, just, it was a very cool conversation. That's the first time this whole season where I've actually felt serious, serious empathy for Maleficent. I felt so bad. My heart ached for her because mm-hmm. I know how badly she wanted to have her daughter. I know how much she wanted to be reunited with her. And I know how much she wanted her daughter to just be happy to see her. And when it didn't turn out that way, it was just heart wrenching. It was very, very sad, actually. You can probably kind of deduce that, but I wish we would have had a conversation like that. Have someone kind of challenge her and say, you're Maleficent. Mm-hmm. You're a dragon. You, you've caused all kind of havoc. You burn all those people and you know all this them? stuff. And, and have her say, but you know what else? I'm a mother. And I haven't even had the opportunity to be that. And that's, that's so. why I think that that conversation wouldn't have happened because... In reality, you're right. She was a, as she put it, dragon bitch. Right. But the funny thing is, is the minute she saw Lily, it was almost as if she had seen her when she was born. You know, some, I have a friend who used to work with who did not want to have children at all. Mm -hmm. When she got pregnant, she threw the pregnancy test at her husband, was very angry because she did not want to have a baby. The minute her daughter was born, she absolutely did a 180 and completely was absolutely just head over heels in love with her daughter and couldn't like imagine not having her mm-hmm. and she is still the light of her life her daughter's what 16 now 15 16 something like that mm-hmm. and she is you know she's she's not this rah, 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 person that she was before she had her daughter i mean it changes you when you have a kid especially if you're not even expecting it or what have you it's one of those things where it'll change you and i think that's what happened with maleficent when she first saw lily in the town and she realized her daughter was really there standing in front of her it was her own flesh and blood her baby it was it was as if she had just you know i mean she fell in love with her from the minute she saw her i mean the fact that she said she stared at her and just said you're beautiful you're so beautiful and lily's like what crazy lady she goes i'm sorry you know what no you just are and i think that was something that lily had never really heard or felt from you know her childhood so it was it was a really good conversation it was a really it was an important one and uh so having that conversation it just i don't know it was just it was a really a lot of really great things happened there and i that's why i don't think that conversation you were expecting would have happened because maleficent softened so much yeah. once lily came into the picture so well i yeah i really like that part of her kind of opening up i that's the note so there was a, a little exchange that I did want to talk about, and I'm kind of interested to hear what people are going to say uh, about that, is when Nottingham was at the castle, mm-hmm. and he was saying, you can be strong when you want to be strong, and then mm-hmm. you can be weak when you need to be weak. When you mean to be weak, and it was like, huh? Or, you know, she, and she goes, well, what do you mean? Well, weak, feminine, like oh boy, big mistake, dude. Uh, you know, and the misogynistic like, okay. pig. Don't go there. But so. yeah, I don't know if you picked up on this, but the fact that Lily said she was going, she was going to leave, and Maleficent said, "Stay for a week." Right. Right. Which is exactly what Emma committed yep, to when absolutely. she first got to the town. Mm-hmm. She committed to a week. Yep. So I thought that was a nice little parallel there. 
Um, once again, their lives are entwined. Having Maleficent go to the Charmings, another and you know mm-hmm. ev- piece of evidence that their lives are entwined because their parents are having conversations. So, um, and that's a callback to the last is. episode: well, lives sure. entwined. Sure, really, that's my point. Uh, yeah, all of our lives are somehow entwined. I well, think. sure, so. sure they are. So. This was very Games of Thrones-ish, I thought, tonight, because Cora wanted Regina to have a child. And mm. they really, that was behind this whole thing. I want to help you find love. Well, not necessarily. I just want you to have a kid. Right. And that's, that's all. And even tonight, it was mentioned that Lily said, I was baby Moses in the basket. And mm-hmm. we've seen baskets and babies, and that, not necessarily down the river, but it was just the whole... Sure. Anyway, so I, I wanted to bring that up because it was in the episode. But um, Regina's wit just never ceases to amaze me. Let's cut to the chase. And then she cuts yeah. Lily's hand and there you go. And then she says, welcome to Storybrooke. That was actually pretty funny. Which she's, I know she said before. I know she said it to Flynn and... Owen. Owen mm-hmm. and welcome to Storybrooke, but yeah. I, it always reminds me of the pilot when Gold says "Welcome to Storybrooke." Yeah, or no, uh, Granny said it. Granny, Granny said it. One of the two. So yeah. anyway, it was just just that, and then we see Lily get green eyes, kind of like the Hulk or in yeah. Ghostbusters with the went, Zool uh-oh. thing or we're, something. Yeah, we're we're in trouble now because Lily getting green eyes means. She is mad. It's changing. Yeah, she's gonna change, and I had a feeling she was gonna be a dragon. Or at least now, something. Now, that CGI was really bad. Really bad. I've, I, I've honestly, seen better CGI before. Eh, I did, It didn't bother me. It didn't. Okay. I, it wasn't like, look, on the grand scheme of things, it was nothing like what we saw with that deer in season one. Okay, but I, okay. I just, that's the bar, in my opinion. Anything right. that's like even close to that is bad. It wasn't that bad in my mind, but you know, hey, what do I know? Well, the CGI was so bad, it made me want to go to the bar. It had, it looked like old fashioned stop motion, and all right, there I said it. Yeah, I think that may have been, you know, <sighs> the TV or something because mm-hmm. okay, I don't, I didn't see anyway. All right, so. It was interesting, Cora, when Regina, when Cora said, well, where's your, where is he? He's like, oh, and, and then she used the, the portal of the mirror to show he was <laughs> hanging by his feet yep. over a fire in the dungeon. The dungeon yeah. And <laughs> Cora said, oh, you're having a tantrum. <laughs> that was the funniest thing. Yeah, it was I pretty mean, funny. Of all the things you do when you're having a tantrum. Is hold somebody over well, the fire when you've wow. got magical powers. You yeah. know, you kind of have a tendency to go a little overboard and get a little dramatic and kind of over the top. So, Cora doesn't like Robin Hood much. He she called him because she was going to fix the situation and get rid of sure. Marion any way she if could. she needed to. Yeah, but but she called Robin Hood a married moralizing sap. Yep. So there you go. Yeah, nobility. Nobility to Cora doesn't really rate too well. No. I I love the little... <laughs> Zelina has some pretty good zingers of her own when 
Regina dropped back by with the author. And Selena looked, perked up and said, oh, visitors. Yes, but I want to talk about Cora and Regina again just okay. a little bit because that whole scene with them, it was interesting to see Cora, <clears throat> knowing that she didn't have her heart at that time, which we do know, uh, she she was very actually kind to Regina in her own way. I mean, it was one of the nicer things she'd said. Mm-hmm. You know, I want you to be happy. I want you to have happening. And the fact that Regina purposely took a potion that would never allow her to have children. Right, right. Wow. Okay, yep. so we already know if that's the case. I don't think they have it planned for Regina to have a baby at this point then. Right. Okay. Remember right. the theory last week? Wouldn't that be <clears throat> funny if now, I mean, if they really want to go soap opera-ish, Regina would have to be pregnant too. But no, I don't think that's the case at all. Um, so uh, That was one of the few times that they really threw off the whole fan rumor theory thing. Yeah. That was very interesting. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I did hear it kind of bantied about. And at this point right now, this second, that's not true. So. However, we all know that they can reverse it because Snow was supposed to be not able to have children. She had Emma and then she had Neil, too. So we won't go there just yet. Okay. You know know what I mean? So Regina said, this is my town. This is my story. Yep. And Zelina answered back, I've come here to replace you. Yep. And yeah. Well, that was the whole point. And now, let's talk about probably one of my favorite, and there's been a lot of really great interactions in this episode, but my favorite one is this one I'm going to talk about right now. Hook has been pretty quiet. Yeah. Some people don't like Hook. Yeah. I I like Hook, but I love this interaction because sometimes siblings and or children don't listen to family members too much and they don't like to listen to parents too much at all. Right. It takes somebody from the outside to kind of say, and he tried already before, Yeah. but it was interesting that he said, okay, he said, it's my job. Well, wait, I hope it's my job to protect your heart, whether or not someone's trying to steal it or (laughs) whatever. And talking about the whole gold thing, which he was, you know, connived into doing. Mm-hmm. But he was trying to explain. Look, your parents made a mistake. I mean, come on, you 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 have to. They 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 made amends. They've they've tried to make amends, and not only that, they've you know risen above that whole mistake and become heroes in spite of that. So you know, well, I just wish that they had you know told me and been honest. Okay, but they made a mistake. Let it go. Right. In other words, follow Elsa's advice and just let it go. And what was interesting, well, we'll get to when we get there. So more, I loved this, the scene with uh, Maleficent and the Charmings in the field. Well, chasing down Lily, looking for Lily, and then the dragon just freaked them all out. And I love that Maleficent's like, Lily? Yeah, she recognized yeah. her obviously because who else could it be, really? Well, and she said something really sweet. She goes, "It looks, she looks like me." Yeah, it was just really sweet it and a weird sweet. fairy tale show. <laughs> there was a, a sweetness. Yeah, 
again, to it. Again, she's absolutely just in love with her daughter, and I think that's great. She's absolutely she's trying she's to catch up her. all these years, yeah. and she's really trying to kind of experience things in the moment. Yeah, and it it is like a reconnection after all these years. So yeah, but uh, Lily knocks Snow out. You know, yeah. throws her magically against. Well, no, this. no, no, she didn't. She, her tail, her okay, tail right. whapped her yeah. and threw up against the rock. She had a pretty good gash on her. She did indeed. I thought we were going to have a problem there. Yeah. And then. So Emma ran up. Mom. And she healed. Yep. Her mom. Yeah, she did. So, I mean, that's not something that we've seen. We've seen Regina do it once or twice, but we definitely have seen Rumpelstiltskin do it. Oh, so. absolutely. And a number of times to himself, to Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the. Even though I said I was tired of Emma being petulant, I guess, mm-hmm. to quote Regina. Yeah. This wrapping up was pretty quick. It's yeah. pretty quick. It, and Well, it's been going on for long enough at this right. point. And, you know, so Emma started to kind of, you know, confess. She said, you know, her uh, Snow apologized again. I'm so yeah. sorry. I'm sorry for what I did, for what I've done. Yeah. And then Emma said, well, I need to stop punishing you. This is not, this can't go on. Right. I need to stop this right now. And she said, you know, you're a hero. You made mistakes. But in the end, you're my mom. Yep. And, you know, again, ties back to the title and it ties back to what we've said a lot is that, you know, parents, sometimes kids see parents as superheroes that they can do no wrong. They can rescue them and help them. And they know more about the new math or the old math or whatever. But in the end, parents are human. And that's at the end of that discussion. She goes, but you're human. Yeah. And so it was a. it was a nice bring to the end of of that. So it's interesting how the things that bother certain people the most, let's take Maleficent out of this equation, are something telling a secret or holding something back. It's very, mm-hmm. it's that. And um, so, but the end, Emma said, I miss you and I forgive you. Yep. So, I mean, that was... That was very sweet. And yeah. it made her feel horrible for continuing to, you know, basically punish her. Made her feel horrible. And she realized that that was... Not only that, it was making everybody feel horrible. So... On the... Kind of the opposite side, Lily and Maleficent had a conversation. Mm-hmm. And Lily said, you know, I wanted this, you know, dragon bitch. I wanted to go take care of business. I wanted to go you know, kick them butt with the charmings and get revenge. But what I found is you're just a real, you're just this real person. Mm -hmm. You're human being. You're human being. And that was when, you know, that was when Maleficent kind of finally kind of made a connection with her. Mm -hmm. Lily connected with Maleficent. Let me say that. Yeah. And then Maleficent said, just stay weak. Yeah. Just stay weak. I love that. She helped. Yeah. I love that she gave her the rattle. 
said, mm-hmm. I meant to give this to you. And I think that kind of turned things. It's almost like her giving the rattle to Lily was the same as Granny handing over the key mm. to the hotel room for Emma. It's a great connection, yeah. And yeah. having her say, okay, yeah. And she goes, look, I'll you stay awake and I'll teach you how to be a dragon bitch. Right. I thought yeah. that was kind of funny, you know, because I don't think Maleficent's interested at this point in revenge. I think Maleficent really does want just nothing more than to be with her daughter. I don't think she's interested in hurting anybody. I don't think I don't think Maleficent ever really was interested in that. I think she just kind of had things happen that you know made her very unhappy and very made her very sad. And having you know had time to kind of seek out revenge and seeing what happens when you do and what it does to you watching Regina, you know, um, I think Maleficent came to it a little quicker than Regina did for sure. But even Emma to a certain point, you know, she's like, look, you know what? We could totally get revenge, but you know, I don't want to live in the past. Let's just move forward. I like that. I think that's a really cool thing. Not everybody can come to that that quickly and not everybody even comes to that at all. Some people just never get to that point where they realize that, you know, hey, stuck in the past doesn't really do anything for you. So I love that Maleficent learned that very quickly. She's, you know, she's a pretty wise woman. So Ursula got her happy ending. She did indeed. Maleficent now. Yes. Gotten her happy ending. And Cruella, unfortunately, got an ending. I really think that that was a wasted opportunity. Which went Cruella? Cruella. Yeah. We never really got a full... I just... I just... There was more that I thought that they could have done. What? I don't know specifically. But she seemed like, you know, just kind of a snarky response person. Well, and sure. She had her, she had her usefulness. And she didn't done. really get a happy ending. She just Got was an killed and... Yeah. That was it. But maybe in a way that was the happy ending was the relief of not being crazy anymore. You know what I mean? I hope that if this is a glimpse of what we will see, that Cruella will return and we will see the way things should have been, I guess. Maybe. Anyway, so. But, uh So the author is Regina said, uh, you've okay. First of all, I love the idea that Zelina threw at Regina and said, I have what you'll never have. I'm having a baby with your happy ending Robin Hood. Mm -hmm. And Regina said, I have a baby, or I have have a a child, Henry. Henry. And we forget about that because yeah. there there is there is a thought of no the real child the the birth child the one you give birth to is the one that makes you the happiest well but not necessarily not necessarily and because adopt- if you can't have a child and you choose right. to adopt or if you choose not to have a child of your own and you choose to adopt that that's just as I think that gives you just as happy of an ending and just as big of a satisfaction, if not more so. I've heard a lot of stories of adopted children and how the parents really explain it. And they said, you know, other mommies have children in their their lives and they have their children. But you were so special that we chose you. 
And that's powerful. That yeah. is very, very powerful. Yeah. That's the truth. And it's really neat. We know a number yeah. of people in our circle yeah. of friends that have adopted children. Mm-hmm. And it's really neat to see on Facebook, to see them grow up. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's just really, it's a neat thing. Yeah. And so I do believe that an adopted child can be loved just as much, if not more, but as, as a birth child. Yep. So. I can vouch for that. All right. So the author is going to write out Zelina from the story forever. Yeah, just from existence completely. And that reminded me of Frozen Hmm. where the sisters. Oh, the sisters were written out. Written out of the story. Ingrid and Gerda. Yes. Ingrid and... uh, Helga, not mm-hmm. Gerda. Gerda right. was, you know, the girl's parent, the mother. So, yeah. And that that's what that reminded me of. Yeah, yeah. The storyline, kind of the Frozen storyline. Yeah. And so Zelina really started to kind of, you know, go at Regina and said, you know, you're just like our mother. You know, she gave me up without even blinking an eye. And then we go back and we we hear more from Cora talking to Regina about you need to build your dynasty and you you need to take the kingdom away from Snow White <clears throat> and then we have the scene with the potion that you were talking about yeah yeah and it was very interesting of just a mother's love let, let, let's talk about this for just a second is sometimes Arranged marriages, something like that, where a mother thinks she knows best mm-hmm. for her child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you have, let's see, she's talking to the child. You have chosen this person. Yeah. I don't think they're good enough. Yeah. I don't know that anyone's good enough mm-hmm. for the mother. I don't think anyone A lot anyone of times is. that's true. And so in this case, in this story, in this fairy tale drama story, Cora said, nah, I, I, I'm going to choose better for you. Yeah. I think I have a better plan. And it's just, what, what is behind that? What is your, you, why are you choosing that? And Cora just really is thinking about power, mm-hmm. building a dynasty and not love. Right. But she had very little, she had virtually no capacity to love because her heart was right. out of her body. Yep. So, I mean, it really wasn't about love, even though on some level she loved Regina. It was, you know, it was not the same. So after Regina drank the potion that she can never have a child, you could really see on her face the the what it did to her. Oh, yeah. And it was not easy to take that away. Yeah. And I would imagine that she felt all the... The joyful moments just being taken away. Yeah. And because every bit of magic has a price. Yeah. And even that. So the course said, I'm just before I leave, I'm just going to tell you the only thing that stands in the way of your happiness is you. And so we go back to the cell with Selena. And so Robin comes up. And so Regina is hugging Robin and stands next to him and says, you know, this is my happy ending. Mm-hmm. And Selena says, another woman defines her happiness relative to the love of a man. 
and how sad, how sad, and just love another person. Let's say, let's extend it out. Sure. But but the thing is, is she said no, no, no. I you don't understand. It's really on my terms. This this person doesn't make me happy or define me. Right. It's she's, my choice. She's I, she said. My happy ending is that I'm finally at yeah, home yeah. in this world. Mm-hmm. And he is part of that world. Right. It's not, he's not defining me. He's mm-hmm. not defining my happy ending. He's a part of it. Right. Which I thought was awesome. Because yeah. again, that wasn't Regina at the beginning. Regina talking about Daniel, her love, and how much she missed him, and how he was her everything, and blah, blah, blah. This is a whole different Regina. And I love that she's just grown beyond that and realizes that it isn't about another human being. You better be content with yourself first. And then if you're lucky enough to share it with another human being, that's awesome. But you better be happy with who you are. I think that's very true. I mean, yeah. I, and I say that to to both men and women because I think there are some men who can't. I mean, I heaven knows long before I met you, I had a boyfriend. He could not be alone. He had another girl lined up before he and I broke up, mm. and he'd had me lined up before he broke up with the previous one. And he wow. had he had a number of, and he kept doing that until he finally, you know, got married. But the point is, is he couldn't be alone. And that's when I, one of the things I told him when we broke up. I said, you know, what, dude, you need to learn how to be alone. If you can't be alone, you're gonna be you're going to be in it for a world of hurt because you're going to leave a string of broken hearts all over the place. That's not fair to anybody, especially yeah. not to you. But it's definitely not fair to, to these other these are the girls who think that they're the one. You know, you strung me along for so long. And, and I think the same applies here. I mean, you know, guy, girl, doesn't matter. Regina realized that the key to happiness is being content with who you are and feeling like you have a place in this world. If you can find that, Excellent. And if you can share it with somebody, bonus. And that's true is that when you put so much pressure on the other person and say, you know, you are my happy ending. You make my life complete, right? Mm-hmm. That, there's some truth to that. But if, sure. if you but aren't content with being you. Right. That's a lot. Without of- the other person. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, some people... Or just, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 Jeff. No, it's, it's, you know, you need the other person. I'm not saying you don't, but I'm saying there has to be some type of Balance? centering in your own life mm-hmm. that, that that's what you go to. It doesn't mean you don't care and you're kind of at arm's length loving this other person. No, 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 not at but all. But it, it is a balance and it is something that it's a shared thing. That you want to share your life with this other person, and it's not that it's a completeness. They they don't complete you, but they accompany you, and mm-hmm. and and it's and and I think it's a it's a great thing. And the um, you know Regina basically put her foot down and said, uh, "No, I you're you're trying to kind of put me in a box in the corner, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. not going to happen." Mm-hmm. Yep. Because don't put Regina in the corner or baby or whoever. nobody puts baby in the corner. Nobody, nobody puts Regina in the corner. Nope. So <laughs> the the author did a little switcheroo there. Oh, and because he realized that he was really not needed because he 
he asked Regina, he goes, so you don't want me to write anything? And she said, no, I've, I've got it all figured out. I know what I'm and doing. And the ink is drying, which means that she, he would have needed more. Yeah. That would have been a bad thing. But first thing that when I saw him do that, I'm oh, jackass. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and so he basically wrote himself away from there. Yeah. Using his own magic with the pen. Right. And then we go, and and then I asked the question about the Lily's blood and the ink, and we mm-hmm, already discussed mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Now we see that there's a brand new book. Yep. It is a black book. Yes, it is. And it is called Heroes and Villains. Yeah, huh. And the first words that the author writes is, Once Upon a Time. Yes, it is. So, methinks that we may have seen just a glimpse of this book with the page 24, I think, 28, that page, and then the experimental book that the author was writing. when Regina confronted him with that, he was like, where did you get this? Mm -hmm. She's like, what, is this showing as possibility? He goes, yeah, it was from when I was, you know, writing when I was trapped, basically, and had, I don't know, it just showed in Robin, showed up in Robin's things. Okay, well, there you have it. So, we'll see what happens with that, how, how that comes into play. So, then the question is still, where did that page come from? Well, and if it was experimental writing while it was in the book, how did it get out, and where's the rest of what he wrote in, while he was inside the book? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I like the idea that Will stole it from something, but it doesn't seem like that now. Nope. So. Nope. So, and Gold said at the end, he said, this is the book. It's time that the villains finally win. Yep. So even though, I mean, I I love Gold's chutzpah. Everything he's done has failed. Pretty much, and, and I'm not being, I'm not being snarky, and I'm not being mean. No, his it's his truth. marriage, it's true, it's to true. his love, mm-hmm. has failed. Yeah, the hooking onto Emma to be going dark failed. Let's, it all failed. Let's start with the whole. He he found Bay only because Emma did, but then he ended up losing him again, ultimately right, right. to death. He uh, failed when he tried to separate himself from the, the, dagger. the dagger. Now trying to get the author to rewrite the happy ending. That's not going to go. He doesn't have a really good track record at no. this point. He should probably quit while he's ahead, although at this point he's dying. So he desperately needs to have him save him so that he doesn't die. I don't know how long a good Dark One will survive, either with stories in the next season or just at all. I don't know. We don't know. I don't know. So this is it. This is the... Final episode before Regal Con. And so this is what we'll be discussing. Yep. Yeah. At Regal Con and as well as in the main show. Mm-hmm. So we welcome your thoughts. You've heard our thoughts. Mm-hmm. We welcome yours. We do indeed. And there's going to be information that you'll hear at the end of how to contact us. 
with emails or voicemails. And we really appreciate you tweeting while you listen to our first thoughts. Retweeting, even the initial one, is really great. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't connected with us on Twitter, you can at at O-U-A-T podcast. You can also use that to tweet that you're listening to us. And it will let people know about that. We also really ask that you would <clears throat> go to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash support and support us. And there's a couple of different ways that you can do that. And as things wind down into the hiatus, we really want to hopefully put together a team of people that can help us either write or do some retweeting or tweeting or whatever there's other sites and podcasts that have a crew of people that help out and it would really help us out a lot if we could put something together it takes time it takes consistency it's not easy we don't have money to pay anybody but you know if you're interested in really doing it and you have some time and you're consistent and i'm willing to hear you out so you know how to contact us and let us know but until then i don't think i have any other nope. thoughts i think we're good so take care guys and until next time this is jeff and colleen saying oh wait hold on just a moment i almost forgot uh-oh uh we got to give out some big love first oh okay. i almost forgot don't, wow. yeah, don't let's, forget let's that. Do that. So, before we go, I want to send big love out to everyone. Big love is so big that you cannot keep it all. And why would you? Take what you need and give the rest to somebody else. Because I'm telling you, there are people out there that need love. Mm -hmm. However you do it, whatever that means to you, that's how you need to do that. And that's what makes life worth living. So if you're coming to RegalCon, let us know. We're putting together some big love packs and other little surprise things here and there. You never know. And we did take a look at the hotel. Very nice hotel. We took a look at the room. So. Yes, we did. That's that's it. Okay. Until next time, this is Jeff Colleen, Sam. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is a Rony Zone Media production. Our website is onceuponatimepodcast.com. You can contact us by going to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash contact. You can also connect with us on social media by going to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash connect. If you enjoy what we do and would like to support us, we invite you to go to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash support. There's a number of ways that you can help us out, and we truly thank you for it. The Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast, where you experience more of the magic of ABC TV's Once Upon a Time. <laughs>